0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Corporate Escapers TV Show and Podcast. I am your host, Christine Innes, and I am delighted to have the very beautiful Jessica joining us. Welcome, beautiful. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Christine. I am so delighted to be here with you today and just excited to be on the show.
0: Yeah, well, it has been wonderful because I've been on your show and now you get to be on this show. And I know that we've got some really Amazing insights to share with people as well, especially I feel like, you know, self love is such a huge topic right now. And I think we're going to dive in deep with that. Um, But before I get carried away, I am going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself to our audience.
1: (laughs) Okay, thank you. Uh, So as you mentioned, my name is Jessica Rice, and I am the founder of Jessica Rice Coaching. I work with ambitious, you know, women leaders and entrepreneurs to really determine what their next level of success looks like for them as they're starting to create their legacy for their lives.
0: I love that because I think so many times that, you know, we go on a pathway of following everybody else's dreams. And really, when you look at life, what is the legacy? What do you want to be remembered by when you're no longer here? And
1: I think that's just such a a beautiful way of letting people come back to themselves. Absolutely. I think so much of that is a real internal journey, especially when we start taking it towards kind of the middle of our lives. And we're thinking a little bit differently from when we first start out and never just kind of you know I are starry-eyed or whatnot but when we start going more into our careers and our lives we start thinking about things a little bit differently and so it's a really wonderful way to to do deeper self-reflection as well
0: yeah and I guess like so many of us now are starting to I guess you know we've had the pandemic, we've had, you know, obviously financial crises and all that sort of stuff that are happening. People are really now starting to ask those in-depth questions of, you know, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go as well to really, as you said, start that inner dialogue with themselves
1: absolutely it's interesting how many clients will come to me and like that's the first thing that they're starting to ask is what do i do now in my career and i know that that's something that you work deeply with clients as well when they're thinking about how they exit corporate and sometimes it's even while they're in corporate too what do i do i've reached a certain level of success and i'm not really sure if i want to continue down this trajectory or what that even looks like what level of responsibility do i want to take and am i finding it actually meaningful and fulfilling now mm,
0: absolutely because i think we get to like we get to the pinnacle of like what we think of success is but then we sort of sit back and go, well is that really lighting me up and most of the time it's not because we've put everything else that we absolutely love on hold, because we've just focused on one area where there's so many other sort of dynamics within our life that we can choose to, you know, have different focuses on as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that's true for me as well. It's You know, we spend so much of our career, like you said, focusing on how we want to grow, how we want to succeed, you know, whatever that carrot is that we're continually chasing. And sometimes we even go off path because we don't know really what that is and so we're just kind of meandering along but we're not really thinking deliberately about how we want to show up or apply our passions our purpose our value in a very specific way and it can mean that we're starting to neglect all of those other important things in our lives that you know in our early earlier years tend to think are the epitome of success so
0: yeah absolutely and you said the magic word for me, which is values, because, you know, that's my jam. And, you know, that was the one thing that really changed my life because working in corporate, I was following their values, their mission, their purpose. But when you come back to what your value is, and I guess the the big question is, is that how do you sort of broach that situation with your clients? Because most of the time our values have changed, especially as we get later on in life.
1: I think that's an excellent question. And and to be honest, it is something that they are uncovering as we are going through it because they haven't really thought about it. They are thinking about values in relation to how they are successful, but they're not really thinking about it in terms of themselves and what do I want and does it align with what the corporate values are and I think unless you've gone through a really toxic kind of situation sometimes too you're not thinking about it so prevalently and when you're starting to you know age and you're wanting to look into the next segment of your life or you know where you're moving that's where you can start to really look backwards and so we'll you know kind of sometimes look into our past And the things that you know made us who we are the different experiences that we had what shaped us along the way so that we can really start thinking about our values what we bring to the table our strengths and our key learnings as we start to move forward and really look at our lives maybe from a different angle or perspective
0: yeah and i love the fact that it's you know we have to look at, I love how you use the word learnings because a lot of people like going, oh, my goodness, I've had all of these things happen. Um, I call them moments, you know, the, the learning lessons and that. And they could be good. They could be not so good as well. But all of those lessons shape you to who you are today. And a lot of people forget to take that on board with where they're at in
1: life. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that when we put ourselves outside, we can externalize ourselves from the situation and really just look into, you know, what was our role in that in that situation. Number one, how did we move through it? What type of resilience or grit did we? develop as we overcame it. And what did we do as a result of that, that can be a really key way that we can start thinking about how we want to continue to grow as an individual. And rather than taking on like a victim mindset, really just owning that experience for ourselves and empowering ourselves through it so that we know that if we could overcome this, we have the power to then step into the person that we are intended to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think like over the last couple of months, and sorry, my dog wants to come on camera. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of months, I've really been diving deep into how much self-love really does affect our journey, especially in our careers as well, because, you know, especially as women, I think, you know, we give love to everybody else and we're always down the bottom of that totem pole, but that can also have a significant, you know, effect or, you know, ripple effect, I guess, in our lives, in our business as well. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a really key point that you're bringing up in terms of how we, how do we truly love ourselves? And sometimes what I think about that too is how do we trust ourselves even? How do we believe in ourselves? Because when we're kids, to a certain extent we we believe anything is possible we believe in ourselves but we also just don't even question how we can move or you know grow up into becoming the person that we want to be we just know what somehow will happen and as we start to have different types of relationships or experiences that devalue self or self-worth it chips away at our self-love our ability to trust ourselves and really believe that we um that we're worth doing something for doing something powerful for
0: yeah absolutely and I feel like you know now that you know we're starting to talk a lot about this topic you know quite a lot it you know within the media you know um I know that just in my inner circle everyone is talking about it as well that it's finally now starting to be the norm for you to actually have self-care days or for you to have self-love days and I think that's absolutely amazing, but is it in a way where people are going, well, it, I'm taking a self-love day, but still not really understanding the true meaning of self-love.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think for a while it was like self-care, self-love. It was really about going and pampering yourself. And when I I think what you're getting at too is like how we really deal with some of the sticky stuff that's underneath it's it's not easy to look at ourselves deeply sometimes but as we start to do that we can start to understand ourselves on a on a deeper level and really get to the root causes of things in our lives things that keep you know keep cropping up that we may not be aware of and so when we take those that time i think it's really important that we're actually Self reflective and able to be quiet and in a space where we can learn to be comfortable with ourselves. There's so many distractions, I think, that are in the world today, too. And we just fill up our space with so many different things that we don't have to pay attention or we can just ignore and shut down or shut off rather than turning those things off and really just sitting with ourselves.
0: Mm. Do you see a like a a link between self-love and values as well
1: i do i think that there is i think that when we when we can start thinking about what is a value and maybe sometimes if we're devaluing ourselves if we can look externally you know what's a value that we care about for others And how can we then attribute that to ourselves so that we can have a greater awareness? And so I know when I work with certain clients, they don't always think of it in those ways. Like these are my personal values. And so you're inflicting on them. Some do, but if they are already struggling with imposter syndrome and burnout and a lack of trust for themselves, they may not have as strong of an understanding of what their personal values are. So I think they really have to develop that and feel a a sense of ownership over, you know, who they are autonomously in the world.
0: Mm, Because I think it's, it's, you know, we've been talking, you know, like, you know, we're a collective, we're, you know, a big community and all of that. But then that also loses a lack of self too. And it is also, I guess, you know, as you're sort of going through life or you've had these moments and they, you know, big, small you know, that also helps then also for us to define who we really are as well. And, you know, like you're saying, the legacy that we want to leave behind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. There's always more than enough room, I feel like, at the table, so we don't have to compete per se, and we also don't have to adopt everyone else's viewpoints, and at the same time, we can still embrace our authenticity, our purpose, and what uniquely our strengths are, and this enables us to have the room and the space for us to both be side by side with each other succeeding without having any other ugliness that crops up, as well as owning our unique value, our unique worth, and still appreciating someone else's as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because I really believe that this year, authenticity, especially in business, is really going to be the key point for people to be able to grow. Mm
1: I think so. I, you know, we've seen a lot of inauthenticity in our lives, especially in corporate and what that looks like and people trying to become somebody that they're not. And I think, especially with the pandemic, we started looking at things differently, our lives differently. We started to recognize our lives are short to a certain extent, and we wanna make the most impact. And so we don't really have any time for inauthenticity or bs that's being served to us at times especially now with the turmoil that continues to happen I mean we've got numerous layoffs going on we know that nothing is for certain and the only way that we can really move forward is to to look after ourselves to a certain extent because even the people who said that they would aren't yeah absolutely how important
0: do you find you know, who you surround yourself with as well, especially when you're on a journey, you know, of discovering yourself, you know, maybe, you know, aligning yourself to your own values and like working out your legacy. How important is it for you to be surrounded with the right people?
1: I think it's incredibly important to find the people who can relate to you. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you cut everyone else out at times, you might have some boundaries that you put in place, especially if they're not being supportive, but also the more people that you start to find who understand the journey that you're on, maybe they're on a similar path, you can start leaning into and feeding into that, you know, creativity, the things that you're learning, exploring in a deeper way so that you don't feel alone. And I think in that process, now you're starting to connect with other people. And so even if there's others in their life that don't fully follow that path or fully understand, it's not as big of an impact on you personally or your self-esteem because now this whole other world has opened up for you. Mm,
0: Absolutely. It
1: just allows new
0: experiences to come in as well to help shape you again. And I think a lot of people, as they start to go on this journey, they're like going, oh, okay, like, this is who I am now. But as a person who's gone on through multiple things, and I know that you have as well. You know, you're ever evolving. I'm not ever going to be the same person as even who I was yesterday because I've had a new conversation or a new experience. And all of those, I think we need to embrace all of that as well. Like, you know, when you're working with people, are you... Showing them like the, the opportunities that are out there to help them to experience even more things as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for them, you know, when when people are looking into expanding and growing, it's really important that they have the tools necessary, number one, that they can start thinking about their lives differently, looking deeper, really understanding what some of those thought patterns and behaviors are stemming from. And at that same time, starting to explore from a different perspective, how they can lead their lives in a new and compelling way. I also don't think it's, you know, we can't always expect everyone to understand the journey that we are on. And so the more that we can really just embrace ourselves, embrace our path and just know, that if they don't understand it, it's okay. We can't force another person to always you know, get it. But what we can do is still love them for who they are because sometimes when we're growing, it also shines a spotlight on the lack of growth for someone else or any insecurities that they might be facing. And they're on their own path, their own journey. And so it just brings up different types of interesting feelings and responses when we share you know, things that are happening for us. And if we're not getting the exact response that we were hoping for just to have compassion and then just to keep moving forward.
0: Oh, I love that so much because I think that's like a really, like a really key thing for people because when you are growing yourself, it's, it's like a mirror effect. Sometimes you can see the growth in yourself, but also where you were to where you are now as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think sometimes we we put a lot of value or place a lot of maybe too much value on really close relationships for them to fully understand what it is that we're experiencing and going through. And when they don't, we feel a sense of rejection. And yet, it's really important that we don't do that because it's not that we want to damage the relationships that we have, nor are they on the same path that we're on, even if it's our spouse, because we're listening to things, doing things, journaling about things that that they're not doing and it's impossible for them to have the same epiphanies that we're having about our own our own lives which is why i think it's really important when we find a group of of other people who are kind of going through that that you can share with them it's in a safe space and that way you can still allow for other relationships to be in your life as you know as they need to show up
0: yeah absolutely and i love all of that like i mean look I love what you do I, I love what you're standing for and that so I'd really love to spend a little bit of time if people can just to get to know of you know what it's like working with you um because I think like this you know there's different coaches out there and you know we need to find somebody who we're going to connect with but also too like how we work is always going to be different as well.
1: Absolutely, yes. There's very different emphasis on coaching and and how we bring that forward. And what I really enjoy doing is helping people, especially when they reach kind of mid to you know senior stages within their careers, that they're starting to explore a new trajectory and we start to uncover what that is, you know, what their unique values are, their zone of genius, so to speak, what their strengths are, and how we bring together everything that uniquely makes them, their experiences, authenticity, expertise, skills. And so that it's all this combination of themselves because I feel like sometimes we start to segment our lives to a certain extent, like this was this period of life and this was this period, but it all teaches us something and that we kind of less disparate we feel And the more easily we can start learning from the different experiences that we've had and what we truly want to bring forward so that we can start actually you know actively creating a roadmap or a trajectory for taking action on what that next step looks like because it's different for everybody sometimes you want to become a founder you might want to move up in your corporate career you might want to leave and follow your passion it just it varies greatly. And because of my background working, you know, as a creative, and then later in technology, I kind of see both sides of things. And because I always wanted to blend everything together, both from my creative side, and then kind of like technology and all of the different experiences I had, um, I think it enables me to, to understand different types of people in that kind of way.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what I really do appreciate with like what you're doing and bringing as well is that you've had those experiences and, you know, you can fully relate when someone says, oh, well, you don't know what it's like being in corporate. Well, you do because you've been there. (laughs) But also, you know, as a creative person as well, because there is struggles with that, because sometimes you don't even know how to express yourself as being a creative too. And a lot of people think that just because you're a creative person that you can express yourself. But I feel sometimes you can like be creative, but also not know how to express yourself fully. And I know that some people will get confused in that, but it's definitely something that I have experienced myself.
1: There's always creative blocks that can come up because creativity is a place that comes from within ourselves. And so when we are feeling depleted or there's just portions of ourselves that aren't being addressed. That's where those like hidden blocks come from. And I think it's really important because sometimes we are wondering like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not able to have like this fluid flowing thought? And it really usually comes back to self and how we're, you know, what are we doing to kind of unlock or unleash that creativity from within? And There is a lot more to it, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I absolutely adore you. I think you're amazing and what you're bringing to this world. How
1: can, what are the different ways that people can work with you? Sure. So I, you know, typically work one on one and, if if people are interested and then they can reach out to me at jessica rice coaching on my website or find me on linkedin you can follow me on the hello you show there's a multitude of ways i'm out there um but i love to just kind of connect with people and really see what it is that they're that they're looking for their lives and that way i can best see how i can support them or if it's even a good fit yeah. Um, coaching is, you know, it is work and it does take moving forward. And so I think it's really important to first understand what it is that we're dealing with so that we understand how we can move forward.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to put all the details of how people can reach out to you below. Um, thank you so much for being here, beautiful. You're such a delight. And I'm so excited to bring this episode to everybody.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful to be here too. Thank you.
0: So before we go, we're going to ask you five very quick rapid-fire questions for you. This is just so people get to know you. Are you a beach or a country person?
1: Both. I live in the country next to the beach.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You get the best of both worlds. (laughs) Slightly jealous. (laughs) Would you prefer a movie or a book?
1: Mm, Probably. I hate to say it. I do love books, but probably a movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a coffee or tea person in the morning? This is always a struggle for me. I would say coffee, but I'm always having a love-hate relationship. So I try to focus on tea and coffee is my special treat.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, And would you prefer to travel by boat or by plane?
1: Well, um, probably by plane. it just get me there faster. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I know. And if you could invite one person, past, present, um, you know, to a dinner party, who would that be? Yeah. Mm.
1: One person standing out right now is Maya Angelou. I think it would be really fascinating to have her at a dinner party.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Absolutely. And I would love to come to that dinner party. (laughs) I think that would be amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much, beautiful. I just want to say a massive gratitude for you for being here. And um, we will be... Um, giving you all the details of how you can reach out to Jessica below. If you've got any comments, make sure you drop them down and we will be reaching out to you as well. Thank you again, beautiful, for being here. Thank you to all of you who are watching this episode. And remember to live life to the fullest every single day. Love and light to you all.